What's up, everybody? We got a special Smooth in the Afternoon podcast as the Atlanta Hawks enter Game 3 of the playoffs. I was at practice yesterday discussing what to expect for Game 3 against the Washington Wizards in the first round of the NBA playoffs with all five starters and Coach Budenholzer. Paul Millsap, Dwight Howard, Dennis Schroeder, Tim Hardaway Jr., Torian Prince, and Coach Budenholzer talk about what to expect in Game 3 and a whole lot more. Here's Paul Millsap. I said it the other day. Um, we feel like it's uh, 0-0 right now. You know, so our confidence is still high. Um, they still got to win two more games. Um, but we like the way that we're going to make our adjustments. We like the way we played in the night. And um, we're hoping we get this one tomorrow. What are the specific things that give you confidence in? Hey, you can you know what? Um, one area that you weren't playing as well as you thought you might be? Or... Overall, I think that um, this has been a resilient group all year. You know, and at the end of the day, it doesn't come down to X's and O's. Man. It comes down to the heart and the fight that we have. And, uh, we've been fighting all year, even though things haven't been great. Um, so we feel like we can overcome this challenge right now. So getting back to the way you were playing when you won the two games against Cleveland and the game against Celtics, yeah. I mean, have you obviously have not seen that level of the offense? Um... The offense isn't bad. It's not, it's not terrible. It's not terrible. Um, there's a lot of things we can do better, for sure. Um, it's a lot of things that they're doing to us that uh, we haven't seen in a while. So it's just getting back to um, how do we adjust to it and getting back to main principles. So um, we're still hopeful for it. Defensively adjust. That, that they're doing offensively to make you adjust defensively? Or? Their defense is uh, doing something okay. a little different than what we're accustomed to. So, um, and it's just us making adjustments to tweaking a little something in the pick and roll defense or moving our bodies a little bit more to, um, to counteract that. Paul, John Wall's had 32 points in each of the last two games. What can the bigs specifically do to help the, the guards make adjustments defensively? Um, the bigs, we can just do what we've been doing, just making it tough on them at the rim. Um, that we all know we want to show you all and um, limit his transition, limit him getting into the paint. but. Um, when he do get in the paint, you know, the bigs got to be there with verticalities and, and blocking his shots or taking charges. What's been on your playlist lately, and has that changed going into the playoffs? What's been on my playlist? Um, I couldn't even tell you. I don't know. I don't I don't really listen to music like that, but um, I like to um, hear my own thoughts. <laughs> so transition defense from game one to game two was a huge emphasis for you guys. And they still got out and great a lot and attack, and it's what they do really well, too. Yeah. So when you guys watch film again of the first two, what can you specifically do better on transition defense? Um, I think the adjustment has been pretty good from, from one game to the next. Um, we, we cut it down, I think, in half, you know, the transition points. So that's a big adjustment. Um, can we get it down a little bit more? I think that's that's where we're at right now. We can do a little better job of keeping Wall out of the lane, not fouling him. I think we'll be even better. How much do you look at, at the last six minutes of that game, though, from when you went from being up three to being down yeah. and losing? It was kind of, you can put a lot right there. Yeah. I mean, a few a few bad breaks, um, fouls, um, not executing turnovers. And, I mean, and so with a, game, a team like that on the road, um, you have to be nearly perfect on the show. Are they doing anything specifically on defense to stop you guys from making the threes, or are you just missing shots? I think um, when we get our chances, we were just missing shots. I'm not sure what percentage we're, we're shooting at, um, but we're getting looks. Um, it's going to be one of those games where the 
the team who will continue to attack. It's going to open up a three-point shot for that team. Well, I'm curious just off to be here, but I don't actually watch other games and other playoffs there. Uh, I mean, it's kind of been entertaining for some surprises going on, yeah. uh, comebacks, uh, Westbrook going nuts. I mean, do you watch a lot of... Uh, you know, I do and I don't. I watch a little bit. I catch myself watching a little bit, but then um, I catch myself watching our games more. I think it's more about us. Um, when you get to watching other teams and what they're doing, it, it kind of takes away from what you need to do with your team. And, Pretty much just focusing on that, focusing on us. Can you look at the numbers though for the starters? For your starters, your offensive efficiency is only like 84, and your defensive efficiency is at 119. So, I mean, do you look at that group has to be better, or I actually don't know what that advance that you just gave me means, but <laughs> means the starters aren't scoring very well and they're giving up a lot of points defensively. Okay, yeah, well, we got to do better. I mean, do you, but do you look like it's the, a lot of this is on the starters? I think um, we'll take it. We'll take it. We got to be better. Now Dwight Howard. What's the move of the team, the thought process here? Kind of a little bit daunting maybe, but how are you looking at the series where it stands there? We got two games at home. We get a good chance of getting back in the series. They had two solid games in D.C., which got them two good wins. Uh, but it's a, it's, it's a uh, seven-game series, best team to four. So, you know, uh, we let two games that we feel like we should have won slip. And uh, now we're in our home court. You know, we, we get to play in front of our fans and, you know, have feel that the same energy that they felt for two games and uh, get a good win. I just asked you straight up because you didn't look happy not playing in the fourth quarter game too. I just kind of, where are you as far as where you want to be on the court when? Oh, man, I, mean, I was just I was just frustrated. I'm pretty sure, you know, there's no player that wants to, you know, go on the bench, you know, in crunch time, you know, in the playoffs. Uh, so, you know, that just, I was just frustrated. But, you know, I, I believe in our, our team. Whoever coach puts on the floor is, is who we feel is best at the moment. And uh, I trust my guys, you know. Uh, we didn't get the job done, but, you know, I believe we'll get the next one. How much better was the transition defense from game one to game two? It was a lot better. You know, we still could be better. Um, but uh, we can contain uh, John, you know, on the open court. Make uh, Bill make tough shots. Uh, we should win the next game. Dwight, obviously you have a lot of playoff experience with the Magic going to the finals. How can you use that experience and knowledge that you've gained over the years to help the guys get motivated for games three and four? Uh, just stay positive. You know, sometimes it's very tough. You know, we have situations on the floor that happen, uh, but you got to stay positive, stay focused, and uh, just keep going. You know, like I said, it's a seven-game series, um, and you know, just because you lose a game or two early, it, it doesn't dictate how the series is going to go. What we don't want to happen is to be down 3-0 and you know, put ourselves in a really big hole. Uh, so uh, they, they did a good job in, at home. You know, now it's our time to protect our home court. Will we see an extra fire and fuel from you even in Atlanta the first game of the series in your hometown? Uh, you know, when I'm on the floor, I just got to give everything I got. You know, no matter how many minutes I play, uh, no matter what happens, good, bad, or indifferent, you know, just stay focused and uh, give everything I got. You know, uh, I think the series will turn around for us. We just got to stay positive and stay focused. And, you know, there's situations in games where we do get frustrated and uh, we take it out at the wrong time. But, you know, that's basketball, it's life. You know, we just got to continue to uh, look 
continue to play and continue to stay positive. Is there one or two things that will give you reason encouragement that these next two can go your way? Well, I, I, if you look at both games, you know there were there were moments where we had pretty solid leads. Uh, we made a couple turnovers, which got them back in the game. We rushed a couple shots, and you know uh, all we got to do is, is really control the pace of the game, uh, control our turnovers, and uh, you know, it seems like they're doing a lot in the pick and roll. Uh, but you know when we look at the film and stuff like that, and we go back and really study what's going on, um, you know, it just it's just a little effort. A little bit more effort. Dwight, when you look back at the tape, how do you feel you played in the first two games? Uh, just, I mean, I just control what I can control. Just rebound, you know, uh, run the floor, set screen. Dwight, Paul obviously mentioned MMA style. Then Morris responded, the next will be double MMA. What can we expect in terms of physicality here in Atlanta for game three? What is double MMA? That was, he said double MMA, meaning extra physicality, I guess. I never heard of that. I mean, <laughs> I guess that's a new sport. Double MMA? I mean, I guess triple MMA. <laughs> um, it's okay if it's physical. A lot of free throws being shot, uh, a lot of hits. I mean, it's playoff basketball. We just can't allow the physicality to uh, throw us off. Uh, when we want to get physical, we got to stay composed. You know, we want to watch, talk about MMA fighters. We watch these guys closely. No matter how hard they brawl, it's all tactics. You know, they just all run in the ring and throw punches. Some crazy guys do, and they get knocked out. But the really good fighters, you know, they're precise when they hit, um, even though they're physical. And they pick, they pick and choose their moments to be super physical or to be finesse, and that's what you have to do. With how well you know him, what are the keys in your mind to make him more less productive? Well, he's getting a lot of his shots off. Uh, John Wall driving to the basket and finding him late at the rim. Um, and that's mainly how he scored. He's, he's not a guy that's got a lot of points off post-ups and stuff like that. Uh, but John is doing a good job of attacking the paint, uh, forcing our bigs to step up. And uh, he's able to dish it off to Gortat for easy shots. So, um, I mean, it, it's, working, it's worked in their advantage for the last two games. Um, but, you know, we'll do a better job of uh, contesting shots, uh, keeping John Wall in front. It's a very tough task, it's very crafty. Um, but you know, if we can do that, you know, we can win the game. Dennis Schroeder. What is this team trying to do now? Down two, I know it's kind of daunting, but you're coming home. Uh, I think Washington, you know, they took care of business at home, like I said before. And I think we got to do the same thing now, you know, uh, protect home court. And, Take a possession by possession, um, game by game, you know, got to win this one tomorrow and then we try to move forward. So I think uh, defensively we're doing the same thing still. Um, on Bradley Bill, we're going to be a little bit more aggressive, but on John Wall, I think pretty much we watched film, we did a great job on him and we're going to keep doing it. When you guys look at the last six minutes of that game two, that was kind of where you went from game three up to, to losing. How, how much emphasis is just on that stretch of the game? I mean, uh, we got to do this, you know, the same thing the whole game, you know. Um, I think it's just, I think we attacked the, the basket early, you know, um, the first three quarters. And um, I think we just got to keep doing it, you know, keep pushing it, keep sharing the ball. And, uh, don't try to get stuck, you know. 
uh, holding the ball or having like bad possessions or a bad shot. You know, we just got to stick to to our game. What's the hardest thing they do defensively? I mean, they're very aggressive. Um, but I think we can break them after the first pass. You know, everything is uh, in the lane is wide open. So when they set the screen, you know, they're really aggressive. So it's really hard to hit the roll guy. But if the guy who's rolling got the ball, it's really easy to finish. So we or I got to do a better job, you know, getting it to the roller. And uh, yeah, and then Paul or Airson, whoever it is, going to make the right play. For the pick and rolls on the other end, it looks like you're dropping the big man back. When you're the guard in that arrangement, what are you trying to achieve in that setup to defend somebody like Wall? I mean, it's tough. You know, he's uh, he's a great, um, I mean, finisher. You know, um, transition is his biggest key. But uh, we want him to shoot, so uh, we play in center field. So the big uh, big man falls back. You know, after pick and roll, and it's basically one against two. You know, I gotta guard him. I can't get screen and I gotta go over the screen and just uh, contest them from the back, you know, view the mirror and uh, just do my best. And I mean, when he hits a couple of shots, you know, that's what we want. But I mean, he makes them right now, you know, and uh, now it's really hard to guard him, but we're gonna stick to our system, how we play and um, we're gonna be fine. What adjustments did you make in transition defense to allow the improvement from game one to game two? I think they scored 32. Uh, in the first game, last game was 16, so we did a great job. You know, the four men uh, went back, um, plus the one, two, and three, and uh, I think we did a great job. You know, uh, finding most dangerous on the weak side, and um, yeah, we did a did a great job over there, and uh, we gotta keep doing it. What has been the difference with the offense though in the playoffs compared to how it was playing there? Those two games against the Cavs, game against the Celtics when it was rolling. I mean, it's the players or something different. Um, but I think we just gotta, everybody gotta believe in it, you know? And um, everybody gotta play the right way, like I said before. And um, if we're doing these things, you know, um, you know, we can win this first game tomorrow, and then we just gotta keep grinding, keep grinding 48 minutes each game and uh, try to win the other game. How did you guys address the last five minutes when you have the lead and then they go on that 16 4 run? What could have been done differently to prevent that dramatic of a run for them? Like I said before, we, we just gotta move the ball. Um, I think we did it uh, three quarters, but we gotta keep it for the whole game for 48 minutes, okay. play the same way. Dennis, there was a. Uh, moment there where John Wall said something to you. What, what, what was the uh, the story behind that? It's been bouncing around a lot since that game. I mean, you're talking. You're talking. And, uh, I mean, I like it, you know. Um, you're competing. I think he's the best. But, I mean, we're doing the same thing. Uh, coach don't want me to talk like that. You want me to be like San Antonio, Kawhi Leonard. And <laughs> so it's kind of tough, you know. So um, I like to talk as well. But sometimes, you know, you got to be bigger than that. You know, you got to uh, think about the team. And um, I do this, like, you know, every game I give everything I have, you know, to um, to defend them. But, you know, it's tough, you know, for 35 minutes, he running up the court and doing all these things. But um, I'm going to keep trying and uh, keep doing my thing. There's no, there's no bad blood between you two? Everything okay? No, no, no. I mean, it's... You know, when I was dunking uh, on the uh, second game, you know, I was talking shit too. So, <laughs> you know, it happens. Sometimes it's, it's just like that. You know, you're competing, you did a great play, you just talk, you know. And um, that's the reason 
he remind me, you know, because I play the same way, you know, like I do the same thing, so um, I can't blame him. I, I, guess was, I, I guess there was something though, that he said back uh, in an interview uh, in 2015. You'd said to Kent to like hit his wrist when his wrist. Bullshit. Thank you, Dennis. Tim Hardaway Jr. So, T, what was the biggest thing you learned about the team after your guys' long film session that you had? Uh, you know, everybody you know took it to heart. Everybody. Um, basically just owned up to whatever was going on in there and uh, ready to take the challenge. Uh, we're down 0-2, going back home. They took care of business at their at their place, um, which they're supposed to. Um, so uh, it's our job to do the same for us. I know you're hard on yourself, but how yeah. much pressure are you putting on yourself uh, to be better overall? <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I mean, you know, I take it to heart. You know, I, you know, I like to embrace everything. Uh, um, but everything's not going to happen overnight. So um, it was great for us to come in today, um, look at some film, get better as a team, as a unit, um, and go out there and play. It's not a one-man team. It's a, it's a team sport. So um, I know my guys got my back. Um, they're going to be on me constantly. And um, I wouldn't want anywhere else. How is the mood of the team of you after practice, after two tough losses? It's, it's good. It's good. Uh, I, mean, I mean, if you last game, game two, if you cut a little – Cut some possessions down here and there. Um, you know, Wall doesn't make an unbelievable and one, you know, bank shot off the off the glass, and they call a foul on Paul uh, for a three-point play. You know, if they you take a couple of those away here and there, um, we have an opportunity to win the game. So, uh, uh, but that's our that's our that's our job. You know, as a team, you know, to stay poised. Uh, There's going to be things like that that happens throughout the game, throughout the contest. So, but after practice, I think everybody's on the, on the right on the right track, on the same page, and I'm very excited for tomorrow. We talk a lot about John Wall, but Bradley Bill's pretty, t pretty tough coverage, too. I mean, right <laughs> <laughs> a tough coverage, you know. He's shooting 27 shots a game, you know. Uh, <laughs> you can only do so much, but, uh, you know, just got to be aggressive. You know, they're aggressive with us. We got to do the same with them. Just make it hard on him, you know, contest his shots. He's going to get them up whether you like it or not. So you just got to take it on upon yourself to, you know, to – you know, to act like there's no help behind you and, uh, you know, take the take the one-on-one, -on -one, you know, battle, you know, to heart. So, uh, shoot the hell out of the ball. You know, he hasn't been knocking his threes down like that, but, you know, we know he's not going to stop. So, just got to take the challenge. Your three-point shooting as a team has been uncharacteristic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do you guys, are you getting more shots of in practice or is it something like just keep shooting through it? And... Just keep shooting through it. Uh, you know, they're, they're, some are open. Uh, you know, a lot of these games, you know, we're, we're losing by seven or eight, and if we knock down a couple of those and take some possessions away on their end, um, we have an opportunity, like I said. So, I mean, yeah, we're in here constantly knock, knocking down threes after practice, before practice, um, getting extra reps. Um, but I don't think it's about the three ball. It's about our passion on the defensive end and uh, stopping those two, uh, the two-headed monster on their, on their end. Well, you guys, you like the way you're getting open from the three. You like the shots you are getting, right? Yeah, I like okay. the shots I'm getting. I mean, um, I, I missed one, a uh, wide open one in the first half, mm -hmm. a couple open ones in the first half, and then I knocked down my two in the second. So, I mean, they're there. You just got to get your legs under you, knock them down with confidence, and get back on defense. With a team like them that's so good in the open court, is it more imperative to have better ball security? Yes, there is. Uh, can't turn the ball over. I know myself included, uh, Dennis. You know, we, we just got to, you know, keep the ball under control. Uh, they do a great job of tapping back on the defensive end, you know, getting deflections. 
you know, once Gortai and them get the rebounds, you know, John Wall, and they're pushing it, they're outlining the ball at half court for him. So it's our job to get back once the shot is leaving our teammates' hands and, and make sure we try to build a wall. Really quick, what's been new on your playlist to pump you up for the playoffs? <laughs> that uh, new Kendrick Lamar. Been listening yeah, to yeah. Him. Anything else? Yeah, him, the new Rick Ross, Drake, just those three albums, basically. Where does more life rank in, among all Drake albums, in your opinion? Mm, I think Views still got that. I think Views still still is taking the cake. So I think okay. Views, yeah, Views. Are, I'm still a fan of Views. But don't get me wrong, More Life, it's good. KMT is my favorite song on that album, so. Are you paying any attention to, I mean, I know you're focused on your series. Have you watched some of the other things going on, some of the series kind of upsets no. going on, and you don't watch any of that? But... I'm focusing on us. I'm, I'm, I'm at home with the TV off, chilling out with my dog. Here's Tori and Prince. Where would you put the mood of the team kind of? A little bit daunting, down to a little bit of uh, We're still confident, spirits are high. Uh, we had a good practice today. Um, everybody's feeling good. We expect to get these two wins. How much can you do between what happened in Washington and what you can do here defensively to slow them down? Uh, it's, uh, not much, because I, I feel like I said before after the game, too, I feel like we did a good job. Uh, it's just minor things that we can fix and that we need to do uh, in order to help us be in a better position to not be down in the pocket zero. Before the series started, some of the older players were asked, you know, how they would explain the playoffs to some of the newer guys like you. Has it been what you've expected, or? Uh, yeah, um, high intense, high intensity games, flying around. I, th I think, I think us as a group, we can dive on the floor a little more from loose balls, get more 50-50 balls, um, do the, the do the small things in order to to help us give us a chance to win. You guys did a great job against Otto Porter. You only had four points last game. What's it going to take for the wing guys to really help out against John Wall and Bradley Beal? Uh, just continue to make, build a wall and transition, make things tough for him. Uh, when he kicks out to those shooters for Bradley Beal and Porter and even Morris, uh, just contest heavily and just hope that they miss. I'm also wondering, what's been pumping you up before the games? What have you been listening to on your playlist lately? Uh, I listen to... Some people from Waco, um, his name's Keystar. Uh, I listen to Gunna, he's from Atlanta. Uh, Meek Mill, Chris P, he's from my hometown, San Antonio, Texas. Uh, young Thug, just different people. I hear that phrase, build a wall, quite a bit. Is that, is that what you guys, when you look at film, is that like constantly is hammered home, build a wall? Yeah, like literally, build a wall, have three, four people in John Wall's face and make them kick it out. and then, just run out the shooters and contest. Going back just real quick to the question about how the playoffs are different, there's been so much talk in this series about physicality. Is it more physical or is it just every possession means more? Um, every possession means more. Um, I think a lot of games are physical, whether it's in the regular season or in the playoffs. So. But this team in particular is a physical team, and we just have to match that. We can't complain to the reps about certain things. Not saying we are, but... Uh, that's one less thing that we have to worry about. We just got to control what we can control. Finally, Coach Budenholzer. Yeah, changes, tweaks that you could let on to us kind of that might Just go in the film room and show everything that we're going to do. Which means, uh, in a lot of ways, uh, you know, and I, I think the playoffs are more about subtle things and major, and, um, and I think we got to do a lot of things that we're doing um, currently better, and 
I think it's much more that's kind of the focus or the mentality than anything significantly different or any major adjustments that are going to save the day. I know there are no bowl victories, but just playing them well up there, I mean, I don't know that you obviously down 0-2, but does that at least it's not like you're coming off two blowouts where you maybe do have to think about something, some major, some major thing. Is that um, encouraging? I, I think, you know, the thing that we kind of discussed, you know, with our group and is that we've gotten better, I think, from game one to game two. And um, there are no moral victories. It's uh, you don't want to be down 0-2. You want to go and win a game. But um, I think if we can just keep that same mentality of getting better from game to game, um, but then you have to you know, kind of finish the deal. Um, we've got to get better and, and find a way to have success. When you look at the starter group, their, your offensive efficiency is like 84 and the defense is 119. I mean, how much of what's kind of been going on do you put on that group? Or do you need more from that group? Um, you know, I think we need more from that group, but I think, you know, anytime you're talking about such small sample sizes and pretty limited minutes, um, you know, the score is 12 to 6, and I think sometimes those things can get, you know, significantly out of whack. But at the same time, um, no doubt we, we need, you know, I think we probably need everybody, um, you know, individually to play better, and um, that starting group maybe to be better collectively. How much is having a Dwight Howard um, missing him at the rim to stop a John Wall or Bradley Beals drives? Would you like to has that been an issue, I guess I'm asking? No, I mean, obviously John Wall's a heck of a player. Um, you know, he's played well in the first couple games. Um, but I think, you know, the, the 15 free throws, you know, in the second game was probably maybe as you go back and look at the film. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think our presence at the rim with Dwight is good, but our presence without Dwight at the rim, um, you know, you look at Paul, uh, you look at Irsan, you look at Muscala, uh, you go and look at the film, they're doing a lot of good things. And there's a lot of, you know, I think both teams are putting the referees in a lot of, uh, you know, it's not an easy game to referee. And uh, and I, I would argue that our guys are doing a lot of things well. And, you know, there's there's some calls that, uh, you know, are close. And, and for both teams, there's teams that are, there's calls that are close. And, um, I think we just want to keep doing it very similarly with Dwight, without Dwight. Um, our presence at the rim, at the paint, can we keep him off the free throw line and keep him from scoring? And um, I think the free throw line would be the biggest one. How, how do you kind of find ways to kind of, I guess, keep Dwight engaged offensively in that way? Um, you know, I mean, the way we play, that lots of times, uh, you know, the ball will find guys that are available and open and. Um, you know, I think as a group we got to screen better. You know, individually, Dwight's probably. You know, I think if he screens better, um, maybe a way that you know, it's, I've said it before, the old-fashioned thing. Lots of times, the guy that sets the screens, the guy who ends up being open. Um, but you know, I don't. Even Paul and Dennis, I think that you know, we're not. Uh, everybody's got to participate in our offense. Everybody's got to be involved, and um, hopefully, it's happening somewhat organically. Is that been kind of the biggest difference? During the playoffs, than what we saw like Boston, the last two games when guys were rolling offensively. What's the big? I don't the ball movement. We were just talking about kind yeah, of no, the organic I, stuff that comes. I up. mean, I think that's when we're at our best. Right. You know, I think, you know, I think that was probably more specific to uh, to Dwight. But I think, okay. I think in general, um, you know, when when the ball's moving and we're playing a lot out of motion. Um, that's when we're at our best, but in the playoffs, you have to execute in the half court too. And, uh, you know, we're probably, 
um, playing a little bit more in the half court, playing more in the set. And um, you know, there's times when we're getting good looks. Maybe we got to make them, and there's things we got to do to maybe create more good looks. In, in terms of uh, handling the wall, I keep hearing the same phrase: we have to build a wall. Can you just explain that terminology and like how that's the focus of that? I mean, it's it's one of those things that I guess the figurative is almost illiterate, li literal also. You know, I think we, you know, in transition we talk a lot about getting back, and um, it's probably got to be more than one person, and um, you know, whether it be shoulder to shoulder or however it is that, you know, we we've got to stay between him and the basket and um, and, and build a wall. You know, I, I think of it as more figuratively, but in some ways it's literally. Do you tell Dennis was saying, I guess you know, he, you know John Wall. Yeah, a little bit there, and he said that's, you know, he kind of likes to play that game that way. Though he says you kind of discourage him. <laughs> you prefer the San Antonio? Uh, let's keep it. Let's keep our feelings to ourselves. Uh, you you talk to Dennis about making sure he doesn't get caught. I mean, obviously that's what John kind of wants to, yeah, wants to play. Hopefully, Dennis and I have found our our happy medium, and we don't have to talk about this every series. And you know, no matter who the great point guards are, and. There's no doubt Dennis has a little bit of that, you know, kind of feistiness, and, um, and I think it's part of what makes him good. And there's no doubt I would love it if, you know, there probably was never a word said, and we just all, you know, played great, beautiful defense and beautiful basketball, and just went to dinner after the game. <laughs> so Dennis and I have to meet somewhere in the middle, and uh, and I, I actually feel good about where he is and um, his mindset and his mentality has been great. His focus has been great. Um, you know. So I think a lot of credit goes to him. You know, hopefully I, whatever, maybe I'll talk a little bit with him or I'll say something to Coach Brooks. <laughs> so How do you kind of bring that in? For a guy who does kind of thrive off the trash talk, but you kind of know he has to be, I guess, subdued. How do you kind of balance that on both sides? Well, you know, I think the message, you know, probably every, every coach and every player is the focus is on, you know, how, how do we win? How are we most focused for the next play? How are we fo most focused for every possession? And uh, and that's more important than anything. And um, there's probably some players and some coaches that may think doing one thing actually makes you more focused. And there's some coaches and some players that think doing the opposite makes you more focused. And the key is to be focused and to be prepared for the next play and be ready to play every possession. Coach, obviously four for 20 from three-point line, missing the first eight of the game in the first half. What's it going to take to really get back into rhythm? Is it just being home, you think? Is there a little change in game plan? Um, no, you know, I, I think, you know, I've said this. Uh, when you get some good open looks, you got to make them. Um, so I think, you know, within those first eight and within the four for 20, um, you know, we got to shoot it a little bit better when we're open. And I think the defense, you know, goes to another level. They're playing good defense. Give them credit. Um, you know, it goes back to just a lot of the fundamental stuff we talk about, playing with better pace, better screening, better motion, better movement. I think all those things will lead to better looks at threes and a better percentage. Um, but that's the, the kind of the game within the game. Does the amount of free throws in this series, does that slow things down? Does that, does that affect the poor field, uh, field goal shooting? Um, yeah, I guess, you know, inherently, you know, just that, you know, playing off a free throw situation is... Uh, is going to maybe you know slow it down, put you in. But I think both teams have had examples off of missed free throws, and you know where they're getting out and, and creating opportunities and creating advantages. But I mean, it, it's no doubt been a lot of free throws, and um, I, I think I don't think it's necessarily been a negative or a, you know, but but no doubt playing in a, against the set defense is more challenging. Same starters. Yeah, same starters. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks.